0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Suits podcast. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode where we explored the in and outs of negotiating offers. We are so excited to be back this week with a really important topic that we feel our listeners will directly relate to, imposter syndrome. In this episode, we will discuss what imposter syndrome is and how to overcome it. Today, I'm joined with two very special guests, Shreya and Alex, both business school students here today to share how they have navigated imposter syndrome throughout their experience at UF and how they have learned from it and how to overcome it. Alex, Shreya, if you'd like to introduce yourselves, give a brief background of your time here at UF, what you're up to, what you're studying, and anything else you'd like to share.
1: My name is Alex Mugia. I'm currently the president of Young Americans for Freedom. I am the secretary of the first-generation leadership program And i'm the student coordinator at incubate debate Um, i'm pretty involved with stuff like to me but also alpha at uf and i love being involved with the hispanic community and the business community as well
2: awesome my name is shrayad nikala i am a master's student studying information systems with a concentration in data science Uh, i also did my undergrad at uf so i was a double degree information systems and psychology major, and minors in leadership and international studies. So a little bit all over the place. And during my time at UF, I was also really involved on campus, um, specifically really involved with Actualize, which is a organization focused on emotional intelligence, um, as well as the Florida Leadership Academy, and also still currently involved, we have Havner international case team. So yeah, really excited to, to talk about imposter syndrome today.
0: Great, thank you everyone, excited to have you here today. So before we get into some of our questions, a few statistics, 98% of professionals, especially women, experience what they call power gaps, such as imposter syndrome, which is defined as the inability to believe your success is deserved as a result of your hard work and the fact that you possess distinct skills, capabilities, and experiences. Rather, your inclination is to internalize that you got where you are today by other means such as luck or being in the right place at the right time and that definition is given by Laura Nowinski, the COO of KPMG. So we've defined what imposter syndrome is let's talk about what it actually looks like in students our age who are currently taking classes, looking for internships applying for full time jobs getting involved on campus. So that brings us to our first question, how did imposter syndrome affect your self-confidence in the classroom, on campus, in other organizations, or in the workplace?
1: I think chiefly my imposter syndrome mainly arises from um, not really an educational kind of thing, but rather uh, my disability that I was born with. Uh, I am currently legally blind and although I can never drive a car, uh, that's never really stopped me from kind of overcoming other challenges. Um, so when I first came to UF, uh, there was a lot of adapting, right, from the high school environment. And even though I did college classes at my community college, the classes here at UF were a lot more difficult, especially taking classes meant for third years, since I came in already with my associate's degree. Um, so coming in and meeting that challenge was very tough for me the first semester. And for maybe for like a brief week, I felt, you know, imposter syndrome probably hit its peak where I, I wasn't really sure I belonged here necessarily, um, just because it was a combination of my disability, um, the difficulty of the classes, and a whole lot of other things. But it definitely impacted my grades, but I did bounce back the semester right after.
2: Yeah, and kind of going off of that, I think I experienced a lot more imposter syndrome um kind of more professionally and in the workplace so during my internships uh as an information system student kind of have a foot in each pond like you have a foot in business but you also have a foot in tech and so it never quite felt like I belonged in each bucket. Um, So I would have some very tech heavy internships or some very business heavy internships. Um, And I remember kind of going into a more technical focused internship, feeling like I didn't belong because I didn't have that tech background. Um, And so I think imposter syndrome in and of itself just really affects self-confidence going into a situation. Because if you feel like you don't belong in a situation, you can't bring who you are or your best self into that workplace environment, into that organization. And so it takes a lot of self-work, I think, to recognize who you are, recognize what you bring to the table and look at it as a source of strength rather than as a source of weakness of, I don't belong here because I'm unique in this way, to change your mind to think, I belong here because I am unique in this way, and I'm bringing this to the table.
0: That's great. Thank you for sharing both of those experiences. I think our listeners and fellow UF students will definitely resonate with that. So kind of connecting what we just touched on, let's debunk some common imposter syndrome myths. So some common things that people may think, some misconceptions are that imposter syndrome does not exist. It's mental health issue it's my fault and it does not affect the most successful and confident people all of these are false so going on to our next question do you think you have overcome your imposter syndrome and if not do you think you ever will
2: so personally i don't feel that i've overcome my imposter syndrome i think it's something that ebbs and flows because there are some days where you're going to walk into a room with all the confidence in the world and think yeah, okay, like I belong here, I'm going to absolutely kill it and you know you walk in with that confidence. And then there are going to be other days where you just walk in and you feel like do I even belong in this room? Like I kind of just want to, you know, back out. So, I think it's something that ebbs and flows and all we can do is just continue to work on it and continue to kind of help others overcome it as well.
1: Yeah, I could definitely say the same for myself. Um I've definitely haven't overcome it completely in its entirety. Um, My imposter syndrome was mainly tied to lack of confidence due to my disability, um, which is something I have overcame for the most part. Um, And and more often than not, I'm a very confident person, especially when I do public speaking and events like that. But it does often arise back when I'm in new situations and I see other people way more, being way more successful in those new situations while I'm kind of lacking behind. Um, And this this definitely happened uh, a few weeks ago when I was doing the case competition um, because professor the professor had like offered extra credit if he went to go compete. And I was like, why not? I did debate in high school. I was pretty good at debate. And then I came in so underprepared. And that imposter syndrome kind of hit right back. But it's it's definitely something, depending on the situation, um, and it definitely ebbs and flows. It kind of rises, it hits, it peaks, but it also goes down. Um, and especially for me, you know, overcoming the disability has made me a lot more confident in the majority aspects of my life, but it definitely does come back.
2: And kind of building off of that, I think, Alex, you brought up such a great point that imposter syndrome is really strongest, you know, in new situations. I remember when I first made the um, Havner International Case Team, I felt like I didn't belong at all. I was like, what do you mean I made this team? Like, I I truly don't believe it. But after spending, you know, a couple of years, I feel like I finally kind of overcame it in that in that way. So I think it's strongest in new situations, and then over time, it just starts to ebb and flow.
0: Yeah, and I think we can all agree, even coming into college, you may feel like if UF was your dream school, and you're here now, and it's like coming into your first day of classes as a freshman, oh my gosh, like am I supposed to be here? Everyone knows what they're doing, but in reality, everyone's in the same boat as you, and I think That's the biggest misconception thinking that you're alone in all of this newness so definitely echoing the new situation aspect of imposter syndrome, I think that's one of the peaks of it. So going into our next question, I really like this take on imposter syndrome, I think it's unconventional so. Despite how imposter syndrome is conventionally shown to lower an individual's self-esteem and confidence, we've also seen cases of where imposter syndrome can act as a motivating agent. Do you think there are any instances or ways that you've turned your imposter syndrome into a fire that fuels your ambition? So this kind of touches on how we've overcome it and learned from it.
1: Well, I could definitely touch on this. Due to my, you know, the imposter syndrome comes disability, uh, that disability aspect of my whole kind of life has definitely played a part in why I want to be a leader and why I want to be involved because, you know, there's a certain stigma that comes with with a disability that, you know, you're not able to do certain things and your kind of life is kind of restricted in many ways. And I want to overcome that, right? I want to overcome, I want to break those barriers when it comes to my disability. And over, you know, despite the eyes I was given, I want to make sure I can kind of make my own path and kind of become my own leader. Um, so that imposter syndrome has pretty much fueled me in the sense that it's constantly pushing me forward. Despite my disability, I, I constantly want to be kind of the best that I can be, um, both on a personal level, but also on a leadership level and kind of just be involved as a student. Um, I'd say it definitely has fueled my entire student career thus far.
2: Definitely, Alex. And then kind of building off of that. um. I think it's it's so important that you can take that unique perspective and use you know your imposter syndrome to really fuel your ambitions because that's kind of that's kind of the next level right of saying like I've overcome this and now I'm going to keep on you know moving forward. Um, I also think it's important to note too that to not do that just as often just because it can lead to burnout and you know this mentality of like always wanting to to keep proving yourself, keep doing things. Like that's another form of imposter syndrome. And it can feel like a hamster wheel where you just keep running and you keep chasing things and you keep trying to prove yourself. And then that eventually leads to burnout.
0: Great points. Very important to recognize that when you overcome something, it's definitely becoming a strength for you. It's something that you're proud of and you learn from it. And getting a lesson out of something is always so valuable. So let's pivot into imposter syndrome in terms of diversity in the workplace or more relating to us um, in class or on campus. Another issue um, that we see is defined by the feeling of imposter syndrome is amplified in people of color. This amplification is partly due to the lack of representation across many fields and many places. How can we as the next generation of young leaders work together to fight this increased feeling of imposter syndrome among people of color?
2: That's such a great question. (laughs) I love that question. Because I think, especially as people of color, like we feel imposter syndrome so much, uh, so much, whether it's, you know, an organization, it's a university, or in the workplace. And I think there are two ways that we can really fight this increased feeling of imposter syndrome. The first is to be that role model. So that The next generation of leaders, the next generation going into the workforce sees, you know, leaders that look like them, leaders that have overcome imposter syndrome, and they kind of have that visual and that goal. And that inspires them to kind of overcome their own uh, imposter syndrome. And the second way is to really kind of help and mentor the next generation. So we should take that on um, as leaders, as students who have overcome it, who are now these role models, turn around and kind of give that back and help others overcome their imposter syndrome, whether that's giving them additional resources or offering to mentor them and and help work through these feelings. Um, I think it's just really important to kind of do both of those things.
1: Yeah, I can definitely say that uh, mentorship does go a long way, whether you are the mentor or you're the mentee in that relationship. Um, It definitely does go a long way in fostering a sense of Diversity in the workplace. Um, being born and raised in Miami my entire life, I've always been in a very diverse work setting. Um, but all of this really changed when uh, I took an internship in Washington, DC this past summer, um, where I interned under my mentor, James Fishback, who himself is a Hispanic, and he, we're only like two employees in the office. Um, but I went to a lot of social events and a lot of club meetings and more often than not I was the only Hispanic in the room and it often did leave a certain sense of you know why am I the only person here Um, but a lot of it was kind of relieved by my mentor James um, who gave me a lot of advice and you know uh, America's constantly becoming more and more diverse as a nation and that kind of is reflectatory of kind of uh the corporate setting, right? And you you do see a lot of companies creating like diversity programs. Um, I re- a few weeks ago, I applied to a Chase, JP Morgan Chase uh, Hispanic program that they created, which is specifically created to help inspire Hispanic leaders in the finance industry. Um, and it's like a new fellowship they literally just created this year. And a lot of those corporate companies are creating these programs. And I think that's gonna go a long way into creating a more diverse workplace. Um, for future generations in America.
0: I love that both of you touched on mentorship, which leads into our next question because, mentorship is so important. A favorite quote of mine um, by a very famous woman is that we're we're more likely to experience imposter syndrome if we don't see many examples of people who look like us or have our background who are clearly succeeding in our field. So having that strong role model in a field or just in general, who's a great person that you look up to is really important in shaping the way that we view things and experience things. So have you ever struggled to find those role models and support within your industry, within your current environment? Sometimes you're going
2: to find role models who completely kind of you know represent who you are right i've had internships where um i've had like a a female indian you know managing director who was on my team was working and it was great to see her and great to hear her advice especially you know someone who's in a senior leadership position like turning around and giving that advice to an intern was beyond helpful there are also going to be situations where, you know, you're not going to find someone who identifies with you exactly. And what I try to do in those situations is find another way to connect with those mentors. There, there are many different identities a person can have, right? Um, so I, I don't only just identify as like, you know, an Indian female, like I also identify as being someone who's focused on business in a tech world, that can also be kind of like a a, a minority in a way. And so finding business leaders who inspire me, being able to connect with them on that um, and kind of navigating this technical world that I I don't have that strong of a background in. So there are other ways to connect with people or find mentors um, just by, by bonding on things rather than, you know, pure demographics.
0: I definitely agree with all of that. I think finding a mentor doesn't have to be specifically limited to one part of what makes you who you are. It can be anything that you connect with and what matters at the end of the day is the connection. So that leads us to our final question to wrap up today, which is what would your advice be, Alex, as someone who's been in the business school for two years and Shreya, who spent more time here? to students um, to overcome imposter syndrome and how to use it to fuel ambition and getting involved and going for things, applying to positions that they may think are out of their league, but they in reality are not. And just keeping the mindset that you are capable of whatever you put your mind to.
1: Yeah, I would say that my biggest piece of advice would be that you're kind of here for a reason, but ultimately, you know, everything will be okay and apply for positions. Don't overstretch yourself. Uh, I I did suffer burnout in high school. So I definitely tailored my um, university kind of how I apply to leadership positions through that kind of knowing my limits, but making sure I kind of maximize that limit. Right. Um, A lot of it is kind of knowing yourself and having self-confidence, but don't overstretch yourself. Um, And it's also good to know that everything will be okay at the end of the day. And, when you graduate, if you look back at these past four years, and you'll see kind of an exemplary career, right, of student leadership, of academics, the connections you made, just know everything will be okay at the end, and you'll be solid.
2: I echo everything that Alex said, that was such a solid answer. But just to add on to that, um, I would say find your mentors. Right. They can be someone who is, you know, just a year older than you or someone who's like already in the workplace, like find those people who are going to help you be successful and who are willing to invest in you. Um, Excuse me. Mentors truly make all the difference in the world and they can really help you navigate something that may seem super challenging at first or something that you might be scared uh, to go into. And also I would add, just push yourself to act. The simple act of, you know, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and doing something rather than not doing something is something that like I learned while in college and um, has really just, I guess, kind of resonated with me, like always choose to put yourself out there and actually take an action rather than being passive about something and, you know, not acting on it because you never know where opportunities will lead you. And don't let yourself be the one thing that's stopping you.
0: That's amazing advice. I think the best situations come when you put yourself out of your comfort zone. It's surprising in the best way. So Thank you so much, Shreya and Alex, for joining us on this week's episode of Behind the Suits. I know I learned so much, and I'm sure our listeners and all of the UF students will really appreciate your experience and the insight that you were able to share today. So just wanted to plug some of our upcoming CAP events. We have our week-long series titled Never Too Latte, Career Chats with CAPs, where our amazing CAPs will be coming in from every field and major to chat about how you can best structure your career path. RSVP on Hire Warrington for more info. And we have our first CAP mentor recruitment event. Interested in becoming a CAP mentor? Our first recruitment event of the semester, So You Think You Can CAP, is happening later this week on November 17th. Come and meet the CAPs to learn more about the application timeline and what it takes to become a CAP and enjoy some ice cream on us. Again, RSVP on Hire Warrington for more information. And as always, feel free to book an appointment with the CAP to discuss and work on anything career-related. We are so excited and happy to help. Thank you again, everyone, for coming on to listen to another episode of Behind the Suits, and we will see you next week.